do the same job every day, but every day is different. Yeah. You might meet someone that could completely change your life and take you down a completely different road. Every podcast has an opening song. This is ours. It's not very long. Chase, I think our opening song needs to be a little bit longer. I'm singing more of our opening song to intro our show called Behind Two Blondes. Hi, everyone. My name's Chase O'Donnell. And I'm Savannah Brown. Together, we started a comedy duo called Two Blondes. Each week, Savannah and I interview a successful millennial who is pursuing their passion in an attempt to pick up some pointers of our own and hopefully inspire you to get out there and do the same. Today, we are interviewing Robbie Brown. Robbie Peluso. Brown. Peluso. Oh, yeah, that's right. He's well, my husband. Yeah, <laughs> you probably have heard of uh, Robbie Peluso, Brown Peluso, because mm. um, he is Savannah's husband, and we've talked about him quite a bit on the show. We thought it would be really fun to have him as our our final guest of season two. He is pursuing his passion, which is hotel Me? management. <laughs> oh, and Savannah. He's really pursued Savannah. <laughs> hard and he uh won her and married her um so i'll tell you how that happened and also how he's pursuing his dream of working in the hotel business which is something that i don't know much about and actually neither do i savannah doesn't know either so we're thrilled (laughs) before we uh jump into this interview though we have to thank have to thank our sponsor, Blue Apron. What's on the menu, Savannah? Spicy poblano and mushroom quesadillas with baby romaine and avocado salad. Quesadillas. Quesadillas. Or is it quesadillas? Quesadillas. Either way, it sounds delicious. Mm. If you would also like to have a meal as delicious as ours, please go to blueapron.com slash two blondes, spelled exactly how it sounds. T. Oh, oh, exactly. And you can get your first three meals free, including shipping, on us. You're, You're welcome. welcome. All right, Robbie. <laughs> Roberto. Hi, ladies. Thank you for joining us for brunch. Thank you cheers. for having me. I'm honored. Oh, well. Ugh, um, no need to be honored. We'd like to cheers you. Cheers. cheers. What are you drinking? Um, cham- prosec- champagne. Sa- champagne. That, that sounds better if I say champagne. Mm-hmm. Us too. Us too. Um, we served it. We served it. This is a live it's, it's interview. Good. It so good. <laughs> yeah, we're excited to have him in the room. In the room. Um, where dreams are made. We are going to jump in. <laughs> dive in. We're going to dive in. Robert, um, yes. my first question for you is, why hotels? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a good question. Thanks. I don't know. I kind of stumbled upon it. Hmm. Um, you dove right in. You did dive right in. Okay. I didn't. <laughs> I um, I left school, and my mother wanted me to stop sitting around the house and you know get out there. Mm-hmm. He was smoking weed. Okay, I was going to leave that bit out, but I was doing a lot of that. <laughs> no PG. We're good. I was doing a lot of that. Uh, not very productive, and uh, I found a job as a bellman. At a five-star property in London, which was great. And then I got a promotion to reception pretty shortly after that, and, and it was very exciting. Um, and it kind of just snowballed from there. By the time I got a couple more promotions and I became like a, a manager on duty, I thought, this is, this is fun. I enjoy it. 
I like entertaining people. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where it went from there, and, and now I'm still doing it. It sounds like you have an accent. Where are you from? <laughs> I, do. <laughs> I do have an accent. Um, I'm from London, England. Ah, not Australian. There it is. Definitely okay. not Australian. <laughs> they do get that a lot, though. I get that a lot. People really? here think people here think I'm Australian. People do not mix the two up. Just ask them where they're from. Why you're offended if you everyone's get Australian? Australian? There's Australians nothing wrong with being Australian, but they're very different accents. <laughs> yeah, Australians get upset, and I feel like British people get upset also. Just don't get them confused. I get so flattered if someone says I'm Australian or British. Can you give us a little Australian, Chase? Sure can. Bit of a question deflection at the end. And uh, how about we go to a barbie? And uh, that's about it. Thank you. She just got back. That was actually pretty good, Chase. Oh, well, that was good. Well, you know. That is very different from British. Keep though. talking in very. the accent, Chase. Okay, well, uh, <laughs> I can't do it that well. I'll stick to American. Um... <laughs> was my question just where are you from? And we answered that? Yeah, that was it. We yes. answered it? Yeah. Okay. Um, um, but he did say that um, he enjoys entertaining people. And I know you come from an entertainment background, of course. I know everyone. I know his whole story. But um, why not be an actor? Because your mother was a f- well-known and respected actor in London. Have you ever been tempted to switch careers? Why not, why not act? Why not act? Who would want to be an actor? Seriously. No offense, ladies. I just oh, exhausting. What a terror. Honestly, I've told you guys I have a Bumble account, okay? <laughs> when it says what is your what is your profession? I do not have actress. I have motorcycle <laughs> enthusiast. <laughs> she has motorcycle mechanic, okay? I would much rather have that than actress. I mean what? I'd swipe. <laughs> I'd swipe right on mo- motorcycle mechanic. I've gotten a few like, "Are you really?" Um, and I haven't come up with my what my answer is going to be, but I haven't said no. I'm like, "Well, I can ride a bicycle." You just need to learn a little bit so you could throw a few terms in there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, good, good idea. I, I, for a second, I had software engineer. Mm-mm, boring. Oh, yeah. No, <laughs> pretty boring. <laughs> Not to offend any of the software. Thank God I didn't take that there. career path. <laughs> Don't think Boy. my wife would have Boy. enjoyed it. No, no. Um, but I do feel like I know how to software engineer simply because of MySpace. You really had to code Absolutely. your own profile. MySpace was hard. Yeah, well, Talk about heart. I picked it up quick. Sorry. Anyway. Uh, so anyway. Okay. Who would so, want to be an actress right. is the point. Okay. Actor. Um, actor. Yes, my mother was an actress, quite a successful actress in the UK. My brother followed in her footsteps, um, did drama school, um, the whole shebang. And his mother was Linda Bellingham, just in case anyone's heard of her because... All those British folks listening. Yeah, because exactly. such a star. Continue. She was. She mm-hmm. was wonderful. And I know, obviously, I grew up in it. I grew up around it, going on set, going to theatre, um, lots of productions, and what's the thing where, where you walk the red carpet? Premieres. Oh. Premieres. 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 And um, <laughs> I, you know, it was fun. The perks were great, mm-hmm. but I never really enjoyed it. I, I, I always, you know, in school productions, I would rather play the tree <laughs> in the background than actually have to speak or have a saying part. So, Really? Yeah, yes. his first performance of Love Me Tender. You were a tree? Did you wet your pants? And did the you modern wet your major pants? general. Did you wet your pants? I might have peed a little bit. 
but nothing visible. You know so, what I mean? Yeah, so. I've been there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she just gets so nervous. So, do you think it's more nerves or um, more just like I, I hate being in front well, of Well, I mean, we're going a long way back here. So five, six years old, nerves. Nerves, okay. But um, he recently performed. I feel like everyone, to be honest, I feel like we all pee a lot when we're that age. Yeah, definitely. Uncontrollably. Right. It's like, is it nerves or can you just not hold? I it? know. Usually, at bed at night. But <laughs> yeah. Um, now, it, I mean, let's be honest. If someone came up to me tomorrow and said, "I'd like you to star in a Hollywood role," I mean, I wouldn't say no. Oh. N- no. Why? Why would I? <laughs> um, I asked him to go on stage again. Yeah, we, we sung once. We need to fill um, the listeners in because I was out of town on my Eat, Pray, Love, and. Savannah and I were asked to do a winter uh, reunion what, what was it show. Like uh, next, don't Mama's next big act reunion. Right. Yes, that's what it was. Mm-hmm. And um, so Robbie filled in as my role, <laughs> and I've seen a video of it. <laughs> it was amazing. That's and Robbie, you are a natural. Pretty much, when I go on stage, I say they told me to bring my partner, and he says your partner Chase, not your lifelong partner and husband. And then I make him sing. Yeah, uh, I mean, for your listeners out outside. there, that's very polite of them to say. But it well, was, it was. I have a clip, and I. Can it wasn't a complete <laughs> failure. <laughs> take Robbie to a voice lesson did I tell you which went very well he the voice teacher looked at me and says he has the largest range I've ever seen in a man I thought it was like the voiceover teacher you went to no this was because they've been going to voiceover together too right no oh what's voiceover voiceovers like uh, the voice on a commercial. Oh, like training for voiceovers. Yeah. Oh, no, tra- just just Savannah. I'm not a good enough actor. Oh, um, yeah. Come on. It's. <laughs> I don't know. She said that. That's what. Oh, she did. Yeah. She just said he would need to go to acting classes, and does he want to do that at this point in his life? Right. He's no, sticking he to doesn't. hotels. Sticking to and and possibly singing. Singing. Career. singing. He said no, that but... that would be his one thing. He would want to be a singer, not an actor. A singer. Oh. Yeah. All right. You well, can take it for us. We have We're some good. connections. <laughs> I was going to ask the next question. Um, we're going to hop back to hotels. Yes. You hop work on. at the famous Plaza Hotel in New York City. Yes, I do. Congratulations. Thank you very much. How <laughs> did you get that prestigious hotel job? Um, well put. Thank you. Um, <laughs> funnily enough, actually, when Savannah and I went on our honeymoon to mm-hmm. the Dominican Republic just after we got married in April, mm-hmm. we met a couple there, a lovely couple from Toronto. Um, and the gentleman from the couple, because mm-hmm. it was a, a lady and a guy, mm-hmm. just, you know, <laughs> you never know. Never and, um... He had a friend that worked in New York City that he told me about. He said, I've got a friend that works in hotels, and I'll put a good word in for you. We don't really talk anymore, but let's see how it goes. Anyway, this happened to be one of the um, human resources managers and recruiters at the plaza. And he put me in touch with her. I sent her my CV. 
they called me up straight away while we were all in Montreal doing Montreal Sketchfest. I, oh, I remember. <laughs> I actually uh, know this story. I just asked it. I know. <laughs> okay, continue. <laughs> I like rehearing it. Um, <laughs> and and that was it, really. So, I like. I mean, obviously, I like to think it was connections. No, actually, oh. down oh. to my resume. <laughs> thanks. Oh. <laughs> Does anyone gonna, ever want to say because of connection? I was going to say the connection helped the start. You know what I mean? Yes. Knowing people <laughs> helps. But I feel like if the resume wasn't good, they wouldn't have taken me on. No. That's or or I if I sound Australian. That's what I meant to say. That was the best thing I've ever heard. <laughs> the connections. I get it. I get it. Well, um, because before Plaza, you were working at the prestigious Athen- Athenaeum. Yes. In London. And before that. And the Oriental. The Mandarin Oriental. <laughs> the Mandarin yeah. There's one Oriental. here in New York. Yeah. The yeah. Oriental. Great, great um, hotel chain. Yeah, I, bo- I worked at both of those in London. And um, when I came here, I was just looking for the right do- job. I did a bit of catering when I first arrived. Oh, he loved catering. Catering mm-hmm. was fun. Yeah. yeah. He says it's fun. That's a true actor's job. I So I heard because <laughs> they were all actors. Yeah, all actors. actors take catering jobs. All Chase actors. wants to be a caterer now. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say that helped me want to be an actor either. <laughs> <laughs> what does a day in the life look like? Like uh, your job, you go to work, and what is it that you're doing there? Does that make sense as a question? Absolutely. Okay, okay. I have absolutely no idea. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. I think I'm joking. Um, so I'm the lobby manager, mm-hmm. which was a position they created. to For you. Exactly. Because wow. of who I know, not because of my resume. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, where, where was I? Oh, so they, they created, created this, this position time. to kind of increase the, not kind of, to increase the arrival experience of the guests coming to the plaza. I don't know if you've walked in, but it's got a big entrance. I've the been. lobby's kind of around the corner. It's not very, sure. you know, it's not very, it's not a typical hotel entrance. Um, so to help increase the the arrival experience and also a lot of my jobs become helping the bellman and doorman do their daily tasks keep things tidy keep the lobby in good stead make sure we're all where we're supposed to be mm-hmm. and yeah really in- increase the experience in the lobby gain so, your five stars back helping us get five stars believe it or not yeah you would think plaza had 10 <laughs> if that was possible, yeah. we'd be a long way off, actually. Because, do you have any guest story nightmares? Um, I'm sure you get you meet people. It can be every at your old hotel day. if it needs to be. Yeah. Guest story nightmares. Yeah. yeah. So through the years. Yeah. It's funny because someone asked me the other day, "How long have I worked in hotels?" And it's, t- it's going to be ten years this August. Wow, you're I old. Know. Thank you. And wow. you started very young. I did start young. I'm At 19? Also and you are old. old. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> just about in this 20-something bracket. Yeah. He's just becoming my type. <clears throat> That's good. <laughs> 30. That helps. Um, good stories. You've got to remember, I worked a lot of night shifts. So there's a lot of prostitution. Oh. That's the one I wanted you to That's tell. That's always funny. Whoa. Um, that's always entertaining as well. Because mm-hmm. they're lovely. You know? <laughs> They are? They're lovely. I can't tell if you're being sarcastic. I'm uh, completely serious. Oh. The prostitutes are lovely? Very sweet. 
Oh, that makes me feel bad for them. <laughs> Some of them wanted to be actors. It just didn't go that way. <laughs> That's an actor's makes some job. Ah, um, <laughs> as a manager on duty, you, you basically take on everything in the hotel at that time. So you, you take on fixing a lot of problems, dealing with complaints, making sure everything runs smoothly, the shift. But so it was in the evening and... I think engineering had gone home. We didn't have 24-hour engineering, which most places have in case they're listening to this thinking, oh, my God, where's your engineering team? Okay. So they finished at 8, and this gentleman called me up to his room. So this DVD player wasn't working. So I went up to his room, and it's usually something very simple, so fixable, yeah. basically. Um, and... You know, I looked at the DVD player. It was plugged in. It's usually the first thing you'd be surprised. People it's just don't plug plugged. their... Yeah, it's crazy. But it wasn't It wasn't plugged into the back correctly. So the DVD player was running. Everything was working. And, and I just kind of fiddled with the plugs at the back of the TV, got it on. And as I turned around from the back of the television, it was the title screen to a DVD. So, you know, the main picture of the, the, the film you're watching with, yeah. like, play and scene selection. Yes. Subtitles, classic you know, DVD. The, yeah, you opening. know the usual title. Yes. This title screen, however, was a young lady with a very large penis in her face. Oh. Hands wrapped around it. Oh. Um, so as you can imagine, this was what he was getting ready to sit down oh. and watch. <laughs> and it was an awkward moment for me and this old man. Yeah, I'm sure. I didn't know whether to shake his hand. Didn't want to. Oh yeah, you know where that's been. So it was. <laughs> <laughs> or has it? Not yet. yet. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Oh About to. Yeah, so that was a very awkward moment. That was one of the most awkward moments I've had. Uh, so what did you do? I, salute him? I was <laughs> and to you, good night. That, that, <laughs> pretty much. In so many words, yes. I, I, mean, I, I rushed out. Okay. Let's be honest. I was like, there you go. It's working. Good night. Excessive. Speaking of stories, I mean, this isn't a story. Um, Chase has a new game that she wants to... Uh, to uh, market. Oh yeah, this has nothing to do with what no, we were just talking about. No, but it's about. so good. <laughs> I was telling Savannah on the subway. I was like, I developed it's a, a story. Yeah, story. <laughs> no, it's not. Yeah, it's it's called Deal Breaker. And is this what you're talking about? Yeah, Deal Breaker. Yeah, I wanted to do it. Okay, it's there's a, no good segue. It's a really great game that I think I'm going to patent and take on Shark Tank or something. It's so great. Oh my god, don't do uh, that. You'll piss your pants. <laughs> I'm joking. Been there. I, been there, I, I done don't that. mean this game, this game isn't that great. Um, it's but, pretty good. But basically, um, yeah, it has nothing to do with anything we were just talking about. It's like if you, just saying like if this guy you're dating is perfect. This girl. Or girl. Well, you're married, but it doesn't matter. And they're like absolutely perfect. If I'm asking Savannah the question, like, okay. So just say it was it's me. Let's just say it's Savannah. She doesn't have a husband at this point. And I'm like, okay, you met the love of your life. He's amazing. He takes you back to his place. You're like, oh, my God, I'm in love. This is the one. He takes off his shirt. He has a belly button ring. But he's flaunting it. And he likes the ring. And he's like, I. it's like just, you know, something I, I really feel passionate about and I love it. Is that a deal breaker? Like, does the belly button ring suit him? I don't think well, it would suit any man. It's green. Unless you're... It has a gem. Would I break up with him tomorrow? No, I'm in a marriage. No, in this scenario, this is pre. you, you this haven't is pre. been married yet. This is pre. See, the thing is, I would ask a bunch of questions. That's why this game might have a flaw, and Shark Tank's going to find it. Shoot. 
Shoot, I need to rebrand this game. I mean, aside for, from the numbers, Shark Tank are going to want to know how many <laughs> sold. <laughs> what was the revenue? How much profit have you I made? I don't it. think it's just that. <laughs> I um, haven't sold any, but I have uh, Macy's looking into it. Oh, okay. And uh, you've, done, you've talked about it on your podcast. I have a patent uh, that I'm working on. Anyway. Sold off the shelves at Barnes & Noble. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a fun, it's a fun idea. I like it. I have so many. So anyways, anyone listening, uh, you can just reach out to me at twoblondes at yahoo.com. Yeah, that's me too. That's both of us, and we'll give you some some more. Also, while we're at it, while you're just, you know, online and emailing us, please rate and review this podcast. Or you can rate me and review Chase. Well, no, re- rate and review this podcast. No, you can rate me. I'm a 10 and like say, Chase is really cool. Well, that you could do that also, but um, but as this podcast as a whole. Wait, this is a podcast. Yes, this is a podcast. I thought we were just having brunch. Oh, you did? No, yeah, we've been recording this this whole time. This is a podcast um, that airs to millions of people. So please rate and review this podcast. Or you can, yeah, I'm a ten. She doesn't get it. I am a ten. She doesn't get it. I am a ten. Okay. Um, so we've talked a lot about me. Yeah. <laughs> and me. And a lot about Savannah. Um, let's get more into uh, how... You are as a human being. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I truly don't know... <laughs> I know you. Oh, okay. I truly oh, don't good. know, like, what the hotel business is like and how you get into it and... Um, I guess you filled us in a little bit about, you know, you just worked your way up from mm-hmm. bellboy to a position that was created for you at the plaza. Um, but you didn't go to hotel school. So I understand, like, how you made your way. Like, a lot of people are going to hotel schools now. Absolutely. Um, really? Do you regret not going? I feel like that's something may crop up more for me later. So if I had a child and... They wanted. They knew they wanted to go into hotels. Same way that you would go to university. If you had something you wanted to study, you would go and study it. So if you wanted to be in hotels, yes, I would suggest someone go to hotel school and 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 get a degree in it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Why would you not? Uh, I think it will help further on down the line um, to have on your resume and such. Having said that, I didn't. I've worked my way through. Uh, I wouldn't be able to se- tell you honestly if I would be further ahead or further behind if I had gone to a hotel school. Uh, I think the things I learned in my first few years in hotel, working directly in a hotel as opposed to being at school, are invaluable and are things that you you cannot learn in a classroom uh, or writing mm-hmm. um, essays and such yeah. about it. You can't... Th- there's nothing as valuable as being face-to-face with the guest and mm-hmm. dealing with those experiences... Um, yeah, in, in reality. So actually dealing with those things day to day and talking with people and having to take on situations with complaints and things like this, I think, come with time. And you may leave hotel school with honors and such. But until you're working in that environment and talking to people, uh, that's when the, the best learning happens and, and, and things like that. And they do say, um, like, you learn by doing Learn it. by doing Yeah. But would you do you find that... Do you have a harder time at the plaza? 
is there a difference between Americans and people in London? Is there a way we, I don't know how to explain what I'm trying to ask. I, is the clientele, clientele different? Is the clientele harder different? Harder to deal with. Uh, one thing I would also say, sorry, just to touch mm-hmm. back on that point before, is there's also certain people are good with people. You know, I'm a people person. I enjoy talking to different people every day, people from different cultures, learning new things. Mm-hmm. So there's that as well. So it touches on, like, I wouldn't want to be an actor, but I do like to entertain. Mm-hmm. If I'm at a party, I like to tell jokes and... Um, and things like that. So you, you need to be someone that enjoys dealing with people. Otherwise, it doesn't matter what you know or learn in hotel school. <clears throat> yeah. You're always going to be sitting in a back office of the hotel industry. Never, if unless you want, if you want to be on the floor dealing yes. with guests face to face, that's a, that's something you can't learn. I think you need to enjoy it, and, and you have it. It's a passion of yours, I'd say. Yeah. Uh, is the clientele different? No, I think clientele in hotels are worldwide. Mm. Uh, it's a worldwide language. Your, if I was in London, I used to have Americans traveling to yeah, right, all the time, true. Europeans all the time. Now in America, you have lots of Europeans traveling. You still have Americans on business. You have a lot of Middle Eastern guests. Uh, I would say I've spoken with guests from hundreds of countries all over the world. Everyone has their own uh, different wants and needs, uh, priorities, things that they like more than, than others mm-hmm. during their stay. Um, but on a whole, you're working in that industry. You're working at five-star properties. The common goal, obviously, is to exceed guests' expectations and try to give them an experience that they, they haven't felt anywhere else. So mm-hmm. not really. I think the, the business is the business. That's the industry, and, and that's what you're there to do. So you could be anywhere in the world. It's always mm-hmm. the same aim. Mm-hmm. Do you see yourself staying front of house or... Um where do you move up from a lobby manager? So this question, Chase, has come from my wife, who knows that... I'm pretending, <laughs> I, I'm pretending I, I don't. <laughs> I thought I did that so well. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I, I know I thought it was from good. from my though. wife, <laughs> okay. who knows everything. Who knows where I want to go. I mean, I if I go. don't know it, it's a problem in so, a relationship. Okay, so to answer Savannah's question, which <laughs> obviously we've never discussed at home between ourselves, I... When I moved to the States, I already had an idea that I would like to go into sales. Um, Now, very briefly, sales in hotels is very different, I would say, to, for example, being a car car salesman. Mm -hmm. You know, someone doesn't walk into your shop and you try and sell them your Hyundai (laughs) as quickly as possible. That's not really what it is. Um, I don't know why I shot so low there. (laughs) Obviously, if I was a car salesman, I'd be selling Ferraris. Yes. Anyway. Um, I feel like that would be harder. Actually, probably easier. Anyway, (laughs) I'm a little bit off subject here. So I wanted to go into sales when I moved to the States. Um, But I was, I felt always going to have a problem or struggle to get a sales job as I don't really have that experience. It's not my background. My background is front office, front of house, we call it. Um, uh, However, that's not really the direction I would like to go into. Mm -hmm. Now that I am here and I've, found a base in what I would say is one of the most prestigious hotels in the world. It is. Not to talk myself up. It, <laughs> no, you know, it is. The name, the brand, the plaza, countless movies have been shot there. Uh, I mean, I think if you come to New York and Google, where shall I, what shall I do, where shall I go, the, the plaza's, plaza's on there is somewhere you should visit. Yeah. Um, it's a monument. It's a monument. It's a national landmark. It's a wonderful building. It's a great place to work. Very different atmosphere. Uh, but I would like to progress. I'd love to stay here, build a career here, but in sales. So ideally, I see myself being in sales, 
possibly a director of sales, regional director, something like this, a job that you can earn good money for yourself and your family in. Um, I still would get to deal with people face to face. Uh, it's not something yeah. I would have to say goodbye to, which I wouldn't want to do. I wouldn't want to sit in an office all day. I like to interact. I like to bring people in. And I'd like to think that using my personality and my skills, I would be good at trying to promote where I work and and really giving people a sense that if where they, they were to come or bring business or their clients to the plaza, they would all enjoy it and, and have an experience they couldn't have anywhere else. So mm -hmm. that is the direction I would like to go into. Wow. It's a vision there. It's a vision. That was a very long-winded answer. No, I love that. I 2018. Love that. Yeah. It's, mm -hmm. it's become even more so the case now that I have to provide for two people's medical care. Mm -hmm. So... <laughs> what did I buy you yesterday? A massage. I'm joking. I got a massage the yesterday. The most painful massage I've ever had in my life. Oh, oh yeah. I went. I went. You can do me really soft, and you can do re him really hard. She climbed on top of him and oh. put her elbows into his. Yikes! Yikes! And by do she means massage. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I wondered at some points because he was in so much pain. He was like, <laughs> oh boy. Um, yeah, I questioned. <laughs> Robbie. Uh, yes. What's been the biggest game changer in your career so far? The oh biggest <laughs> game changer in my career? Yeah. Ooh. It what would be joining it? the plaza. Joining the plaza. Hands down. And that uh, that came, I, I happen to know this came after like a stretch of four or five months of being a caterer and not knowing <laughs> where you were going to be working. It was almost yeah. as if you were a... A starving artist actor like us. Well, he couldn't work for well, six months. Yeah, so six visa. months without working. Because the visa, you have to explain it. Um, moving here, visa process. Mm -hmm. They don't like to. Uh, it's not easy to get into this country, despite what some people may be saying <laughs> on the news. Yep. Um, and so I couldn't work for about six months, got authorization to work, and then started doing the catering just so I could finally earn some money again. Not yet. Whilst I looked for the job that was right for me. Um, the plaza is easily the biggest game changer because it made me even more adamant that I wanted to take the sales route I was talking about. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it really is like no other place that I've ever experienced, either as a guest or as a, as a worker, as a mm -hmm. colleague in the places I've worked. So it, it, it's, it's crazy at times. Uh, that's something that was kind of, put forward even through the interview process that you know it's, it's there's a lot to take on yeah it's a very demanding place guest and colleague wise mm -hmm. um but it's also very exciting so that was the biggest game changer coming in there was a big eye opener and also amazing i feel like i learned a lot in already it's only been seven months there nearly eight so wow yeah it, all, it just seemed like the perfect alignment of preparation and opportunity it yeah, I think so. Absolutely. And who, I, and who I knew. Yeah. And who you knew. Count <laughs> <laughs> that in there. What would your advice be to someone that is thinking of going in, going to hotel school and like becoming a salesperson in hotels and lobby manager and all that, working at the plaza? What's your advice? My advice would be if you're still young enough where you're at the stage that it's something you want to study. Like I said before, do it, study it, get get the degree. I, I, you know, I don't think it can ha harm 
your progression later on in life. I don't see why you wouldn't want to do it. Mm -hmm. It's something I would go back and look at maybe at the right stage of my career, taking certain courses mm -hmm. if need be. Uh, do you, well, if you want to be in accounts, that's a whole other story. If you want to be in the back office, you could be in an office anywhere. Hotels is a great place for it, though. So if you ever wanted to work in finance or purchasing, do it at a hotel. Mm -hmm. The camaraderie, the people you meet, perks. it's very fun. The perks. There's some perks. Um, I would definitely suggest that. But if, if you want to be in hotels, you want to deal with people all day, you enjoy that kind of thing, then I would highly recommend it. You, you have to really enjoy people and talking to different people every day. Otherwise, obviously, I wouldn't recommend it. Um, my advice, though, would be to, to get that degree, but you have to work alongside it, which I think most hotel schools do have you do. It is very much part of your course from people I know oh, and have cool. worked with. You must intern. You must spend a certain amount of time at certain places. Uh, and I would definitely say that's a big part of it. You need to experience what it's like in the kind of hustle and bustle of a daily life you know, day-to-day -day life in a hotel and what a shift, how much you can go through in eight and a half hours, you wouldn't believe. Mm -hmm. So my advice would be to... Hands-on. Yeah, really, really take it on. If, if it's something you really want to do, do it. It's a, it's a great industry. You know, you do the same job every day, but every day is different. You mm -hmm. never know what you're going to deal See with, who you're going to meet. You might meet someone that could completely change your life and take you down a completely different road. Yeah. So. And um, what's the best piece of advice you've ever been given you can take a second to find that gem i don't know if i have a specific piece of advice but definitely people saying to keep plugging away continue the way you are the way you behave um your approach to work mm -hmm. and yeah really not get caught up in in what can be a very kind of political atmosphere in hotels mm. i would say as well if that if that makes sense. Did you find it difficult going into the plaza in a management position because you didn't know these people yet? They, you hadn't gained the respect yet. Yes, but I think that's a worry that would come moving anywhere. Okay. Do I think it's more difficult at the plaza? Absolutely. And I think any manager above me or on the same level of me would completely agree whilst listening to this. It's probably one of the hardest places to come in and be a manager. Because um, they didn't make you work up. Which is no, not at all. But also coming in at that level is you have people below you that know more than you because they know the hotel better. Mm -hmm. And obviously you have your managers that expect a certain level from you. Um, and, you know, it's a learning the building, learning how you do things there, managing people that know more than you regarding the hotel. Uh, so it's always a difficult place to come in yeah. um, and bond with people, but then also ha get people to do things for you, but not be overly... Bossy. Exactly. It's, yeah. it's a very fine balance, which I think you get anywhere. Uh, I'd like to think I'm doing it well, um, but you know, you'd have to interview my colleagues and staff for that oh. answer. I'll um, call them up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> please ready. do. Um, so it's a, again, the plaza specifically is a very difficult environment, but I don't think it's easy to come in anywhere and be a manager and 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 lay your foundations and put your impression or your stamp on a place it has to be done delicately and over time mm -hmm. you i would never walk in anywhere and try and change everything in the first day because that's not that's People not how that how things work mm -hmm. absolutely for someone that's been in hotels now coming up 10 years 
please inform us on the top three things that <laughs> guests do that bug you. <laughs> like, I know that I texted you when I was at this really fancy hotel, and I was like, how much do I tip the guy that carried my suitcase up? Like, what are the three things that a guest should do at a hotel? Uh, <laughs> tipping is a big thing. It doesn't really relate to me anymore, but working very close with Bellman and having been one, mm-hmm. it is a big thing. They're not tipped employees, so this is a shout-out to them quickly and help everyone. Um, you know, it's not like 20% on your check on your service, mm-hmm. but it, it's very much appreciated, and it goes a very, very long way. What if we don't want our luggage brought up? I can do it myself. That was That's my biggest pet peeve because I, I don't, personally know. I don't have the money, so I, I don't do have it. the money to tip, and I say, no, I'll do it, and then they is, insist. Absolutely. And it's then, like you're taking them away from another job, and that's why. Well. And then I feel bad, but I was like, no, I want to do it. And they're like, no, 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 I got it. At the end of the day, listen, it's your trip, it's your holiday, it's your luggage. You do what you want to do. I, you know, we, you are there for the guest. If the guest doesn't want you to assist, then fine. But as a five-star standard, if you're staying in a five-star luxury hotel, I I honestly would allow them to do these things for you if that's where you're staying. If you're staying at Holiday Inn, I wouldn't worry about okay, it. Okay, okay. Next question, do you tip when <laughs> do you tip when the room service comes? Oh, like oh, or like I need a toothbrush and someone comes and brings it up. Um, well, th- those are two different scenarios. The room service, it's there's probably something already written in. Okay. You're I right. still would maybe even give an extra two dollars to someone because oh, that so room kind. service is going to be split probably between all the colleagues. All the people. Okay. It's, it's wow. written in there. Okay. Um, so if someone brought me up a toothbrush, if I'm in a five star property and I have it, I'd probably give them five dollars as well. Wow. Only because you've got to understand. I've lived it. I've been there and done it. It's not expected. I didn't expect anyone to give me anything. But you've done it. But so it you goes know a what? very, very long way. Mm-hmm. Just like when I get, you'll when be I a get very, very, you you'll I be a favored tipped. guest when you're. Yeah. But okay. Listen, it, it's a, it's, it's a very up in the air thing. And tip and leave money to for the your maids. rooms, the maids. You Absolutely. leave money every day. Absolutely. Uh, it's no, a very, at the end of the trip. It's a very not a hit and miss subject, but it's very up in the air. I would say one thing from a from a guest point of view. I don't think they always take into consideration how much is going on at a hotel. Mm. So, you know, you might call for your bags, but if your bellman isn't there in two minutes, you have to understand you're in a God knows however many rooms in that hotel. Right. Give them a couple of minutes. Give them a couple more. After a certain amount of time, absolutely, you should be complaining. Five to ten minutes, they, they still haven't arrived, okay. maybe call again. I get that. I think people are too quick to, to judge, to judge and to, to expect. Having said that, if you stay at a certain property that is five stars, they should meet those demands. Mm-hmm. So, again, it's, it's very particular and it's a very fine line. Um, but I don't think people machine. understand, you know, things don't always... If, if check-in time is 3 p.m. and you arrive at 12, you can't really be upset that your room's not ready. Even if you told us that you were arriving early, there's only so much that a, that a hotel there's can do so as an entity. The guest doesn't leave till 12, so you're never going to have a room ready for that time. Mm-hmm. You can't just swap your room. It doesn't yeah. work like that. There's different categories. They may not be available. Um, it's, it's just not as simple as it might sound to someone that hasn't worked in the hotel industry. Yeah. 
that it, it doesn't quite work that way. Um, and this is no that. disrespect to all the people out there. No, not uh, at all. Because we've all been there. I get there. I wish my room was ready. No, it's just like no. waiting tables and catering. Oh my god, I can make a list of catering things mm-hmm. that drive me nuts. All right, guys, we've learned a lot on this podcast. We've learned a lot. I, I hope, hope so. you have too, because now I know. Robbie, what a pleasure. He's coming home with Likewise. me. Likewise. So thank you for hanging out with us. Thanks for having me. Of course. I've always wanted to have course. brunch at 7 o'clock at night. Yeah, it it's is late. 7 at night. It's late. Uh, never too late to brunch. Um, <laughs> and go say hi to Robbie at the plaza. Go say hi to Robbie Please, at the whenever plaza. you like. And also, just a quick reminder to rate and review this podcast. Rate me, review Chase. Or just the podcast, and we'd really appreciate it. And, and we're cut. out. You guys, that was so fun. Cut. Cut. That's our show, and now we're saying so long. Tune in next time on Behind Two Blondes. The Behind Two Blondes podcast is brought to you by FOU Studios and recorded at Face Off Unlimited headquarters in Astoria, Queens. The show was created and written by Chase O'Donnell and Savannah Brown. This episode was produced and edited by Chase O'Donnell. Executive producers are Joe Tex, Jay Painter, and Eric Robinson. FOU Studios is a property of Face Off Unlimited, LLC. I'm Brian Walters, the senior producer here, and on behalf of everybody who worked on this show, we'd like to thank you, the listeners, for tuning in. Subscribe to catch all of our other podcasts here on the FOU Studios Podcast Network. To learn more, connect with us via social media at FOU Studios and visit us at FOUstudios.com. Boom! Boom.